Hey, welcome to the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. Merry Christmas. It's Adam. Since it's Christmas, we, like everybody else, are super busy. As some of you may know, we record this podcast just a day or two before it goes live. So with that being the 23rd, 24th, you know, Christmas being on the 25th, this episode coming out on the 25th, it was a motherfucker. We couldn't get everybody together. So we're bringing you something else, something great, actually, from a friend of ours, Jordan Phoenix, director of many Story of the Year things. He did the live stream stuff. He did the Miracle video. He's worked with us before. We've worked with him before. He has a podcast called The Jordan Phoenix Show, and three out of the four of us have been on that podcast. Most recently, Ryan Phillips was on. So in place of a Page Avenue Crew podcast episode, we bring you The Jordan Phoenix Show with guest Ryan Phillips. We hope you enjoy it. If you don't, it's Jordan's fault. He's a fucking pussy. Probably also Ryan's fault. Maybe Ryan's fault first. Either way, at both of them, tell them that they fucked up if they fucked up. I haven't listened yet, to be honest. Ain't nobody got time for that. But everybody enjoy. Merry Christmas. Don't leave your kids alone with Santa. Welcome back to the Jordan Phoenix Show. Thanks for being here, everybody. My guest today, Mr. Ryan Phillips. Yay! I'm so disappointed that you can't hear those uh, those cheers. Uh, so, uh, Ryan, uh, lead guitar player, uh, founder, creator of a little band from St. Louis, Missouri called Story of the Year. One of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, an honor to have him on the guest for a second time. This is our second time uh, trying to do this episode of the podcast because uh because technology be a motherfucker and uh so he's a real treat for sticking around and let me call him again mr ryan phillips hi thanks for having me yeah thanks for being here man um let's just get back into what we were uh, as i was failing to talk to you about um how have you been um what have you been doing to stay busy during these trying times yeah um we, yeah, like we started talking about before. Um, yeah, it's been weird. There's been dark days, but I'm trying my best on a daily basis to kind of flip this whole thing on its ass and see the advantages to it, see the upsides to it. And just being kind of quarantined stuck at my house, it's like my daily kind of uh, mission is to do something creative and to stay creative yeah. because ultimately that's kind of what feeds my soul and feeds my spirit and kind of gets me stoked is just making things and being creative. So dude, I've been this whole quarantine. I've been writing music. I had now have enough songs for at least three story of the year albums. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, just doing whatever I can with my photo career. Um, some days it's just reediting old photos and just kind of going through my portfolio. Sometimes it's just going out on my motorcycle and just taking random photos just for fun to stay stoked and creative. And then I've also been working on this YouTube channel that I've been putting off for at least eight years, a decade I've been putting off doing this, you know? So it's like, I don't know. Um, a big part of just not completely losing my shit and freaking out is just finding things I have control over. And that's something I can do right now. 
you know, that's yeah. something I can do that gives me a sense of control and a sense of um, mission and purpose and a sense of meaning is just staying creative and making shit, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And the reason that I thought of you to have you on this, um, like with a purpose was cause I saw that YouTube, um, video, like the beginning of that channel. Yeah. And when you told me about it, I'm like, Oh cool. That'll be like fun for people that are like gear nerds or that love to watch, you know, guitar tech videos, which is, uh, not me, not interested in any of that shit. (laughs) So when I saw the, I mean, I was like, you know, I was like, Oh, I'll check it out like to support, but like it's, it wasn't something that if I didn't know you that I would have an interest in. Um, that being said, I watched it and I was like, I mean, it was kind of chilling. I was like, Whoa, like the little, (gasps) the snippet that you had was just like, here's how I create all these sounds. And it like sounded like, like ripped out of the recording guitar tones and yeah. shit <laughs> and just like so matter of factly <laughs> about it. It was like, honestly, it gave me a little chill and you're like, and you're like matter of fact, you're like, you know, it's like until I die, just like, it was like this. And then you, uh, and like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. It was wild. And like all the different records. And I didn't realize, um, that, uh, like I didn't realize, I don't know. I, I'm so not a, not good at articulating this. Uh, I didn't realize that like all that layering and stacking of guitars that is in the recording could be done live, which I guess saying it out loud is kind of dumb. It's like, yeah, it's 2020, of course, but it was just like, (laughs) it was so cool to hear like these thick, full guitar, you know, riffs coming out of like you just playing a single note. Um, So I was like, oh, this is something I'm going to watch. Like, which I just, it's just funny. It flipped me on. Like, I really didn't have an interest in it to being like, oh, well, I want to see where this goes, you know? So yeah, yeah. I just, I hope people will take the time and listen. I don't think you have to be a fanboy of story of the year to like, uh, to get something out of it. And I don't know. It was kind of cool that you just like quickly broke down, like, here's the gear. Here's the thing. Here's the four, the four button method or whatever fucking. (laughs) It was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks dude. Um, that's, I mean, Essentially, basically the reason I've been putting it off for so long is just I didn't want to do another channel like, hey, here's a major scale. Here's how you play a major scale in B and yeah. here's the chords you can do over it. And here's some sweet patterns because there's enough of that shit in the world. Um, so I wanted to wait until I felt like I had something original to say to kind of add to the conversation, you know. And yes. the, the way I want to build this channel, and first of all, I posted that clip, like basically to hold myself accountable. Like if I put this out now, I'm committed. Like I have <laughs> to do this shit, you know, mm-hmm. because honestly, besides making, waiting till I felt like I had something to add to just the kind of conversation of guitar instructional videos and stuff. Um, the other reason I've been holding it off for so long is I'm, I'm just, I want my mission in life is to spend as little as possible on my phone and the idea of like going through comments every day and just being like, (laughs) uh, you know, active in that regard, just, I, it's like, turns me off so bad. I don't want to sit online and just talk to people all day. (laughs) Like, yeah, I want to just do whatever I have to do with my phone and just in my email and then shut the shit and go outside, you know? So that's probably the big, I dude, I don't know. Um, I think so. Here's here's my kind of workaround and the way I'm gonna give it like six months, right? And I'm gonna do a Patreon, and the interaction I do is gonna be through Patreon. Like I'm not gonna sit on YouTube all day and answer every comment and every, right. but people that 
but if people want to patronize the shit, then I'll talk to those people on Patreon, you know? So I'll, I'll do the channel, but Patreon, I'll, I'll have a bunch of like, you know, Q and A's, a bunch of like extra videos. Like I, I thought one thing I thought would be super cool is to, for this album, this new story of the year album is just for, for pe- people that support on Patreon, like go through, actually open up the Pro Tools sessions and go through like the songs I'm writing, like yes. check this riff out, check this part out, like check this, like, and just like give people a really inside look at how I write and you know, what's this record, you know, as I'm writing it, like just kind of give them a real time glimpse behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's a long winded way of saying that's, that's how I'm going to be interactive is through Patreon. But, um, the channel, like the other thing is it took me so long is, um, it's not just going to be like, here's how you play story of the year songs. Like I'm going to do, you know, like the ultimate goal of it is to help people find, like use their instrument as their voice. Like it's a vocal, you know what I'm saying? Like my favorite yeah. guitar players growing up were like Tom Morello. I do know, I was going like to say, that, you're, you're, <laughs> that's like a line from Tom Morello. Like he says the exact same thing. He's like, He's like, yeah. I'm going to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm going to teach you how, like I, he did a masterclass that I watched and like he had, it's oh. just funny. He said the exact same thing that you're saying, which is just so great. No that, yeah. I mean, he's like, I'm going to teach you how to like make this your own voice, you know? Cause like, no, you can't Fuck learn yeah. how to play guitar like Tom Morello. Cause then you'll just sound like Tom Morello. You can't learn how to yeah, play yeah, guitar yeah. like Ryan Phillips. So th- what's the point? There already is a Ryan Phillips, you know? So that, that's cool that you're, that's your thing. Well, yeah. And like, you know, if, uh, dude, that's rad. I'll have to check that out. Actually, I probably shouldn't cause I don't want to rip no. it. But, um, <laughs> you should just <laughs> but, uh, recite his word for word masterclass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but like, yeah, growing up listening to Tom Morello, dudes like dime, like those dudes were so expressive with their instrument. Yeah. That was their lead vocal. Like that when Dimebag plays, that's him talking, that's his heart and soul. And that's his touch and his, his being like coming through his instrument. And to me, that's so much more exciting than just like check out this sweet pattern, you know? Yep. And if I can help people kind of figure out a way to make their guitar, their instrument, make that their voice and there's a tool for self-expression, like that's the ultimate goal. So there's going to be videos where I don't even play guitar, where I just sit there and talk, you yeah. know, yeah. there'll be, you know, it'll be like the show, like how I write songs, like the philosophy behind, the way I approach songwriting and creation and being creative and living a creative life. And it's just, it's going to be so much more than just like scales and warmups and how to play story of the year songs. There'll be that shit too, but it's going to be a whole lot more than that. And I think that's basically the only reason that um, I feel like I can do this because the scales, the instructional stuff like that's already there. There's enough of that out, out yeah. there. I don't, I don't need to do that too, you know? Yep. Yep. So that's great, man. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I'm kind of like a lifestyle kind of video cast thing on top of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do the, you know, the, the, cause like you have to have some degree of technical proficiency right. to, you know, to find your voice and find your style and all that stuff. So I'll do that stuff too. And, you know, there is something about learn, like I'll break down st- like people on Patreon can be like, Hey, I want How do you play until the day I die? How do you play? Um, our time is now, blah, 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 whatever. So, you know, I'll do instructional videos, like breaking all those songs down because there is something to learning the w- another person's song because you, you start to learn 
music theory and you start to learn things without like, you can like open a textbook and just treat it like it's a math problem. Be like, oh, this chord works with that chord, blah, blah, blah. Or you can just pick up your instrument and fucking play. And you, that stuff just starts to like seep into your brain. You start to like learn it without knowing, without realizing yeah. you just kind of start to learn it. And that's the advantage of learning how to play other people's songs. You're like, oh, I see what he did there. Right. I see why that chord works with that chord. So I think that's really advantageous to teach people, for people to learn that kind of stuff too. But um, I'm going to go a lot further with that. Like that's the plans for the, for the channel, you know? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was learning how to play guitar, I was like, you know, 12 or 13. I remember the thing that took me forever to master or like even understand how to do was a, like a pick scrape, you know, like my pick scrapes would always sound like, like you're just dragging like, and I feel like, like you really had like, uh, that was almost like a thing where once I got that, I felt really comfortable holding a guitar. Cause I was like, Oh, I can make this thing do what I want now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And everything before yeah, that yeah. was like, you know, I know how to make like bar chords. I know I learned, you know, dad, gad, like I can make all these weird things with my finger, but that didn't feel like that felt like you could do that without the guitar. You know, it was yeah, like yeah. the pick scrape was like, or slide was like the real, like, Oh, this is an electric guitar, you know? Anyway. Yeah. That's about where I stopped learning, but. Yeah. Dude, the thing I, I think I'm most excited about too is, um, like I thrive just on a day-to-day basis, year-to-year basis. Like part of being a human to me is being and staying creative and just making shit, you know? And yeah. I think I'm really excited to like share that process and how I go about it and how I find inspiration and how I sit down and like, I feel like I, I can help people with that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Cause the reality of the situation is like you go to any guitar center in any city, there's somebody that can shred way harder than me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's someone that can play every scale backwards and forwards at like 200 BPM. Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but can that, can they write a song? Right. Can they, can they create something that can like emotionally impact another human being or like thousands of other people or millions of other people? Can they be, you know, can they live a creative life or is it just like, check how fast I can play, you know? And yeah. So even the simplest, simplest, simplest riff can kind of change the world. I mean, look, look at Nirvana, like look at these bands that have just like made these paradigm shifts in culture and art. It's sometimes just attitude and being very like in touch with your creativity and just fucking going for it. Like, that can be more important than anything technical you do, you know? Yeah. And sometimes it's just, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to kind of go down a lot of it. I want it to be philosophical and just how you approach creativity and life and your instrument, as opposed to just like learning how to play really fast with no feeling and no heart and soul, you know? Yeah. I feel like that's a, that's a big principle of like design, which, um, which I kind of equate to like art or like seeing the world through an artistic eye in general is like um, Mm -hmm. doing something simple is really, really difficult, simple and good. You know, it's like kind of easy to make something really cool if it's really intricate and like has a bunch of shit going on, but it's like to be able to Mm -hmm. stand by something that's really simple um, is like really difficult. Um, And so I, I connect to that a lot. I, when I was learning to play guitar, I remember like my parents were trying to push me to learn how to read music, you know? And I was like, uh, 
okay, this might not be true, but I at least thought this when I was a kid, like, uh, like Paul McCartney didn't know how to read music, like couldn't read sheet music, you know, like couldn't, I mean, obviously he probably knows theory and like all that, like, and it's like picked up on that, but like the Beatles didn't read music, you know? Um, and so like, I don't know, like, can you, you can't like read like a, could you open up a thing and like read it and be like, Oh, I can just play this as I'm reading along like a, like a, or, an orchestra member. No, no, nothing. nothing. I mean, no. I, I guess not many guitarists can, but like, <laughs> no, no, dude, I, I plug in my guitar and I just make a bunch of noise and I just beat the shit out of it until I, until I find something that like kind of moves my spirit. That's it. That's yeah. And it's literally it. And it's like, you, you actually do know how to like read music or you understand theory, but like, you can't, you, you didn't like learn it. Like you just like, uh, what's the word like you stumbled upon, like, you know what I mean? Like you created it within yourself rather than being taught it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, I mean, it, it's like that, the, the 10,000 hour rule, you know, like right. you spend enough time doing it. You realize one day, like I kind of know theory. Yeah. But I you like know it in it. your heart, in your like, heart, like not like, yeah, you just, you're, yeah. Your ears are, your ears are just trained enough to know, like, you know, what chords are going to work with what chords and what, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, just, yeah, and yeah. That, that comes with just your ears and just enough time playing it. And I don't know, dude, I don't appra- approach any of that stuff. Like, like math, I don't approach. It's not something you should study. Like right. in my opinion, just pick, the, pick the shit up and make noise, you know? Yep. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, go ahead. No, it, dude, it's so hard doing a zoom call. Cause it's like, you want to, int- <laughs> you want to like, uh, intra, uh, what's the word you want to interject something interject. <laughs> yeah, that it just yeah. becomes like, like stop talking so you can hear what I said. Sorry. Um, no, no, yeah, no, this works great for me because I'm, I'm such a like high energy spaz that it forces me. Cause I can just talk all, like I just got off my bike. That's why I'm all wet. I just got off my bike and I've had like four cups of coffee. And if I was in person, you would not get a word, a word <laughs> in. So this actually works for me. Yeah. Dude, it's such a weird, um, it's such a weird thing trying to figure out how to do this the right way. You know, um, I'm going to say something right now just to hold myself accountable. Like you did post in that clip. I really want to do a video cast. Um, not before I was like, I don't want to, I don't have the listenership to like warrant all the extra work, but like we're on a video chat right now together. Um, and like, why am I not recording this and posting it? You know what I mean? Like, um, well now it's saying reconnecting. So those are probably reasons why, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, why besides the technical, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, we're already going through all this work to, cause I won't do a phone thing. Cause I feel like you can't connect with people. You can't like see what they're, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I hate doing this over, over the internet in the first place, but, um, but it's kind of like, yeah, why am I not doing a video thing? Like, uh, you know, like, let's just figure this out maybe it'll work and maybe it won't, but like, let's just try it out and see, um, See if that's something. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool to go live. You know, somebody could like watch us talking live, and it would yeah, be like, remember? Did you ever remember like uh, like dial-up phones? Um, you'd be like talking to your girlfriend for like six hours or whatever, and like all of a sudden, like the wires would get crossed, and somebody else's like conversation would get <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. That kind of feels like what like what I feel like if we if we if this was not just us talking, but also us broadcasting it to like YouTube live or Instagram or something, I feel like that would be that thing of like, Whoa, the wires just got crossed. And we're just like, you know, voyeuristically listening to Ryan and Jordan talk about some shit, you know, I don't know. I think, yeah. I think it could be cool. 
Yeah, dude, it's, I don't know, this whole situation is so fucking crazy and I don't know, I think it's just, everybody's just trying to figure out ways to, you know, not, not, not lose their mind, but also kind of think about things a totally different way and try new things and iterate and pivot and just try to figure out how, like for us, dude, you know, like I don't, I don't mean to like, you know, get all gloomy and shit, but dude, last time we talked, we were talking about how neither of us have had a boss since, you know, we were teenagers basically, you know? Yeah. And I had that little, I spent a couple months at this, um, really incredible media house as a photographer. Um, just kind of give that a shot just to see if that, if that works. Um, didn't work out for me. turns out like I'm, I'm just supposed to be self-employed. So I left a really like kind of a once in a lifetime, um, opportunity. I kind of walked away from it to go back to freelancing and, you know, right at that time, it's like, all right, if I'm going to, if I'm going to walk away from this situation, all right, I have to like, not only me, but my whole band, like we have to make sure we're all on the same page and we have to double and triple down on story of the year. So at the beginning of the year, I was like, all right, I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to go harder on story of the year than we have in a decade. Right. So dude, we went, we had, you know, the three sold out shows in St. Louis, bunch of festivals lining up some corporate stuff, lining up, get, you know, talking to John Feldman, about doing our new record. Uh, we got new management. We went back to the same managers we had on the first two records, the people that managed the used and a trade you. So like new management, super exciting. All this shit's coming together. I was like, all right, 2020 is going to be the, <laughs> the best year the, ever. <laughs> I'm, not, yeah, I'm not like, okay, I did the right thing. I left this situation. Um, story of the year is going to be like the biggest piece of the puzzle for the next couple of years. And I just felt Head to toe, like it was the right decision. 2020 was going to be the shit, you know? Yeah. And then I remember, I remember right at the beginning of the March, we were supposed, we had a show in LA and, uh, Reese calls and is like, yeah, it's, they're canceling it because of coronavirus. I'm like, what? Like at that time I was like, dude, that's like a thing in China. Right. That, that originally like they were saying can't really even be spread from person to person. Like Bob, like all this crap, they didn't know what was going on in it's like you're they're really canceling because of that. And then seriously, like 24 hours later, the whole world's on fire yeah. uh, to all the toilet paper's gone. Everyone's like, f- yeah. So, dude, so the way I'm kind of living day to day life now is like um, all that's gone. All most of the photo jobs are gone. So it's just a day to day kind of battle to just stay creative and stay motivated and stay inspired. So um I don't know, man. It's time to think outside the box. It's time to, you know, start think about things in a way. Yeah, it's dude. It's time. It's 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 time to kind of like think outside the box a little bit. And what sucks for us too is that, you know, we haven't toured. Like we've done little one-offs and you know little small runs in Japan, Australia, little kind of small things. But like we're actually like, all right, it's time to do like a record and do like a full tour. It's time to like. Yeah, like it's it's time to like do this more, you know, and yeah. stronger and better and yeah, and then fucking covid happens, you know, and I'm not feeling sorry for myself because every every band and every creative person and so many people in the world are facing the same thing. 
That is the but one thing. It's not it's like you're time. being left behind and other bands are you know, like everybody's yeah. ha- has that pause button, which I don't know. Yeah. It sucks, but it's, it's better that it it's that than the other thing where it's like only your band is not able to tour and every, you know what I mean? Like now is a time, like you said, to write fucking six new records and you know, like, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, as an emo band, no better fodder than, uh, the world fucking coming to an end to write, uh, songs about, you know, um, <laughs> No, I'm like <laughs> no, kind of optimistic no, about music. No, I, I, I thought about all that like at length, dude. Like I talked to Dan about it. It's like, holy shit, dude! If there's anything <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> yeah. that could, you know, it's 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 all like, it's just all about staying up and st- enough to have motivation to write, you know, and yeah. not letting all this shit really crush you, you know, because it's easy. Dude, I don't watch the news. Like I quit. I had to quit. Like I don't. I made my wife I, quit social media recently because she was starting to really bug out about stuff. And I'm like, just do like two days a week. But you can't, you can't keep, you can't know all the stats of all the bad shit because there's a lot of really good stuff going on in Corona right now. But it's not interesting, you know. It's not mm-hmm. definite, so it's like it doesn't make the front page. But they're like, look at this little baby's toes that got COVID, and now they have to cut their toes off. And you're like, yeah, you read enough of that shit, Jesus Christ, you know. Well, well, dude, and like our whole the whole 24 hours new news cycle, it's theater, dude. It's just yeah, it's it's the the, the more afraid you are, the more panicked you are you know, the more you plug in, the more money they make. It's all just theater. It's all just a shit show of bottom line thinking. And I feel like if something is important enough, it'll kind of permeate the zeitgeist and I'll hear about it. Like I'll hear about it. Someone will talk about it. I'll hear it on a podcast. Right. So dude, I, I, I don't check the news and I am 25 times calmer and, <laughs> and happier. Yeah. Same. Yep. You know, like, I just have to really limit my inputs and just kind of focus on my family and focus on whatever I have control over and just trying to stay creative. And that's, that's kind of what's getting me by dude. You know? Yeah. Just sucks that so much work is gone. Like you and I have got to shoot some stuff for stag. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so grateful because dude, balance is so important. And I've spent a lot of days on this, um, a lot of days over the last couple of months, just feeling like really out of balance, you know? Yeah. So, you know, having, having balance is just so important to me and the way I operate as a human, mm-hmm. that's been the biggest struggle is just feeling like, you know, just a lot of that's gone, you know? Yeah. Um, at the beginning of this, you told me, you said, I'm going to take the opportunity, this opportunity for the shutdown to get in the best physical shape of my life. And I told you I was going to try and gain as much weight as possible. <laughs> um, how is your How is your physical? Uh, oh, dude, uh, it kind of to a degree, to a degree it kind of backfired. Like no shit, I worked out seven days a week for two hours a day, sometimes twice a day. Dude, I had like a ten pack. Like <laughs> I was like for real. Uh, but I I went so hard that like I got. Google overtraining syndrome. Oh yeah. It's a real it. thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I took a couple weeks off just to let my like endocrine system and my, like <laughs> my body just kind of, I just broke my body, dude. Like broke Damn. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I don't feel any kind of like sense of pride. I don't feel cool saying that. Like it's fucking embarrassing. Cause I was just, I just no days off for like three months salad. And I just, I really, went too far. So I feel really good now. Now I'm back at it, but I'm just being a lot more intelligent about it. You know, 
<laughs> I'm yeah. not like being a maniac about it. Every yeah. morning, but when... I got like sh- I got shredded, dude. <laughs> you should have done some Patreon stuff yeah. there, or maybe an OnlyFans site. You oh, know? geez. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, every morning uh, when my wife, well, every morning when my wife is like, "Hey, are you gonna work out today?" I'm like, "I don't want to overtrain." You know what I mean? Like, I'm just giving myself a little. <laughs> <bit more> time. <laughs> It's been like three yeah, weeks of great. not working out. I'm like, I just, yeah. I, you know, no. Ryan's got a, caution, a tale of caution for me. Go ahead. No, no, it's it's a real thing, dude. Like it's there. There was like two weeks where I could like just fatigue, like just super heavy legs, like super, super. Just you just feel like ass, you know? Yeah, um, you think you have coronavirus because you're like, are heavy legs a symptom of uh, of corona? Like I feel like anything. No, I didn't. No, you didn't even think that. I know, I'll get I a splinter and I'll be like, are splinters a sign no, of fucking I didn't, Corona? <laughs> I didn't think about it until most of it abated. And then I was like, oh, damn, was that coronavirus? But I, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. in the, I just know, I know what I did to myself. And like, honestly, um, stress too, man. Like we talked about this on the first podcast, like after our friend Matt died, like how it affects, like, like I don't get anxious. I don't get panicky. Like I'm. I'm, I'm, I don't have any of the mental stuff, but the way I deal with stress is like physically, like somatically, you know? Yeah. Huh. So I think that was part of it too, is that just my body was just like whatever stress I was feeling like just kind of took a physical toll and less like a mental toll, you know? Interesting. So I think all that just kind of, I figured that out about myself, dude. Like I don't, I always have like a pretty level, cool, calm, collected kind of mental state, but physically stress takes its toll on me physically, man. It's really weird. Yeah. Have you heard like people, I'm that, sure just, they, they like hold stress in their shoulders. You know, you, have you heard that? Like, well, people like, you, you know, like if you get stressed out, like you'll be like your neck and shoulders will be all tense and shit. You know, um, my wife does that for sure. And she gets migraines from that shit. And I can like grab and like she, when she is stressed out about something, she'll get a migraine and I can literally like squeeze mm-hmm. her back and sh- she has like instant relief, you know? And it's like, oh, that's so weird that like stress manifests itself in a, in a physical way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's what happened to me after Matt died. Like, yeah, I just, I was so like, well, and like, this is so fucking embarrassing to talk about, but oh, I went on American Ninja Warrior <laughs> yeah. on that show, American Ninja Warrior. And it was like the most amazing thing, but like, it was so like, so stressful and so nerve wracking that I think I held a lot of that stress in too. And then Matt fucking dying. It's like one of my favorite humans in the world. Uh, that's what happened, dude. Like all that stress just in, in my neck and my shoulders, blah, blah. So I just had these, not, they weren't migraines, but I just had headaches for like a month. Yeah. And that's what it's from is just being tense and tight and just like, eh, you know, yeah. which is hard. For, it's hard for me because mentally uh, I'm good. Right. You're you like, know? so like, why is my- I'm not. Yeah. 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 It just gets stored up in my body. And I didn't realize that about myself until like for real until like 2019, 2020. It's just like, this is like a new realization that I've, I've had, you know, now I look back, it's like, damn, damn. Like I've been sore and I've had like injuries and shit like that all throughout my life. It's like, damn, was that really sore or was that stress? You know, I don't know. It's weird. The, The body, it's so fascinating. Dude, I read about this stuff all the time now. It's so so fascinating to me, like what your brain can do to your body, man. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And I definitely think that chiropractors are like not doctors and totally it's like a a hoax, but like 
there's gotta be yeah. some chiropractor out there that is real. And like, there, there is, some, there's definitely some connection. You know what I mean? Like there's something where you could like do things to the physical body to like make your mental health better. And like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like realign things that are, you know what I'm saying? Like that's gotta be real. right? Yeah. Dude. Uh, I think 95% of the chiropractic shit. I like, I'm not, I don't think they're real doctors. I, I don't, well, they like to tell you they are. I'm a, I'm a doctor. Well, I'm a doctor. I went to three months of school. I'm a doctor, Ryan. Okay. Let's just end it there. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. I mean, and then again, like, I don't, maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. Cause I've never, I've been to a chiropractor once and I felt like it was such a sham that I just yeah. never felt any desire to go back, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have a lot of ex- experience with it, but the brain body shit is totally real. Um, the thing that, I've been doing for like two years. Like, oh God, we're going like super woo uh, right now. But <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> uh, I got really into like breathing mm. and uh, you, you know, Wim Hof is mm-hmm. Wim Hof. Yeah. Ice bucket. Yeah. Yeah like, yeah. like two years ago or maybe it's longer than that. I don't know. I heard him on the Tim Ferriss podcast. I got really intrigued, did a bunch of research and um, dude, I've been doing a lot like last couple of years doing a lot of Wim Hof breathing. I do a lot of the heat and cold stuff and that just that, I mean, I could go on for an hour about other shit, but just that the difference that makes like your yeah. brain, your body, like all it's so connected and it has such a, there's such a symbiotic relationship. Like dude, it's real. Like it's real, man. And yeah. this is like ancient, <laughs> ancient shit that people have known for thousands of years. Yeah. And yeah. If I hear Joe Rogan say heat shock proteins one more time, though, I'm going to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He'll be talking to a doctor and he's just like, yeah, we're working on this coronavirus thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, but uh, heat shock proteins, right? They could definitely, uh, they're like, yeah, there's yeah. no evidence that that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but like heat shock proteins have been. I have Dr. Rhonda uh, Patrick on and she's talking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He really wants. Uh, no, and it's hard because, like, yeah, who's doing the uh, empirical evidence to like see if any of that shit works? Like, nobody's taking the time to figure that shit out. So you're kind of like well it makes me feel better and if that's all if that matters then that matters you know yeah dude uh, all i know is i do that shit too man i do like uh my in-laws have a sauna so i go there probably twice a week and use it yeah in the in the winter time i do the sauna and i go out i for real like i'm a giant kid i'm a maniac i go and lay in the snow yeah. like in nothing but a swimsuit <laughs> and i go in the sauna and i do all this wild shit i've jumped in their pool when it's like 40 degrees outside and in my house i do super super like hot shit and then i take ice cold showers do this breathing stuff dude even if it's placebo i'll take it because it makes you feel goddamn amazing yeah um me anyway it does me anyway like you i don't there's something to it man like wim hoff's whole thing about the cold exposure is just like you know getting more control over your nervous system and being more in touch, more, more in touch with your nervous system. And, um, his whole thing is that human beings like this, like we don't get stressed enough. Like if we're hot, we put right. on a coat. If we're cold, we turn the heat on. We're never hungry. Cause we eat all day. Right. And your body, you need stress, you yeah. know, like your body needs stress to be stronger. And, to, and, and that's his whole thing is like intentionally stressing your body out is actually awesome for you. And, you know, it alleviates anxiety because like you're, you're, you're getting that stress out, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't want to turn this into like a whole self-help thing, but like, all I know is I, I've been doing this shit for a couple of years and, uh, I don't know all the ins and outs of the science behind it, but it works like for sure. 
I, I um, you know? bought in a hundred percent. Um, let me try and retell a story poorly, uh, of a science thing, uh, science alert. Um, there was, uh, let's just make up a place. Let's say Russia in the 1930s, uh, there was a food shortage, you know, and all these people, um, like were on the verge of starvation. Um, but you know, didn't, well, probably some of them died, but anyway, they went back and looked <laughs> and those people that went through those years of starvation at like, I forget what it is like, um, uh, you know, seven to 10 years old or seven to 12 years old, they ended up having a way longer life expectancy than other people because, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I'm getting most of these facts wrong, but the, the, the point of it is like that, um, that we can actually change. We actually change, we actually change our DNA while we're alive. Like we're changing markers mm-hmm. and stuff. And, um, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of wild to think about. Like you think about like, Oh, well your DNA changes over millions of years. We evolve. It's like, no dude, you can literally within like three or four generations, like have a whole different trait created. Like, you know, it's that shit blows my mind. But, um, but apparently like going through starvation at this like early age makes your life expectancy way fucking longer, which is like kind of wild to think about, you know, like putting your body, stretching it to the limit of, of, you know, not eating can make you live a lot longer. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's wild. You know, I mean, kind of yeah, like, dude, I, yeah, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, like I kind of feel like sort of like with intermittent fasting, it's kind of a similar thing, you know? Like your body kind of just like gets sure. better. You shouldn't always have the tank full, you know, like you kind of got to get empty to, to get filled up. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I, I, I've spent years just reading about this stuff. I go down these rabbit holes. I nerd out on this stuff so hard, dude. Um, basically we're just so far removed from nature and our natural state is to be stressed out. Like yeah. we are supposed to like for hundreds of thousands of years, dude, people, sometimes went two days without eating. Sometimes they went 17 hours without eating and then they killed an animal or found some forage, some shit. And you know, sometimes you're cold, sometimes you're hot. Like you, like we're so comfortable and we're so separated from nature Yeah. that, you know, like you need that man. You're, 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 you're evolved to be in tune with that. And we just, we've lost that, you know, for the most part. Yeah, my wife will. So, like, she'll she'll chastise me for not feeding the dog. She'll be like, "The dog hasn't had breakfast," <laughs> and I'm like, "It's yeah. a wild fucking animal that would go weeks without eating." Like, I talked to our vet about it. Um, this is like a couple yeah. of years ago. He's like, "Yeah, your dog could lose like five pounds," and I'm like, "I feel like we don't feed her that much. Like, we just feed her like twice a day, like a cup or whatever." And he was like, "You know that yeah. it's a wild fucking animal that's, you know, like he's like you could lit- yeah. legitimately not feed your dog for seven days, and like it would probably be good for your dog." And I'm like, "Oh, whoa, mm-hmm. that's I kind of never thought about it like that." And I'm like, "But we're different though, because we're people, right?" And he's like, no, <laughs> "Not really." Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh huh. Let me, I want to ask you this question because um, uh, I want to change the subject because I will talk about like wellness and <laughs> yeah. all this shit for five hours straight. You got to sign up and, for the Patreon uh, to continue this discussion. <laughs> no, no, it's just it's my favorite shit in the world. Like, my, I, I just I spend my life just trying to figure out ways to feel better and be happier and stuff. And I, I could talk about it for twenty four hours straight without a break. So I feel like if I don't change the subject, we'll just keep doing that. Okay, go, um, go, go, turmeric. Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to annoy people. But have you had over this break? Have you had any truly like 
dark days, like yeah. truly dark days. Like I'm just, I'm just not getting up today. Like I'm like, fuck today. Fuck everything. Um, not that bad. I've had more, yeah. um, moments of anxiety, um, which I don't really know I'm in until they've passed and I can look back and go, Oh, that was kind of wild. Um, but definitely, I think I probably have told this story before, but, um, I'll just condense it. I was in LA when all this shit broke down and I was shooting with Nikki Glazer, which was like this really cool opportunity. And like, we had this whole big, um, it was just such a stark contrast from like a really cool opportunity meeting all these fucking like podcast, you know, like personalities that I've been listening to for a long time. And like, um, going from that to like booking an emergency flight home and, um, I don't know. I look back on it now and I'm like, I was in a very, um, narrow, like, like a horse with the blinders on, you know, like I had for, for that week, um, I was really in a, like, just stay alive mode, you know, and like get home, protect the family. Like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to talk to Nikki about this, uh, you know, to see if we can revisit it, but I feel like I probably didn't handle it in a way that was like the best, uh, like business wise or I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Like I basically told her, like, I was like, I have to go home, you know? And like, I feel like all my, um, everything that I did was like, I, I have to go home. I have to keep my family safe. I have to keep myself safe. I, you know, and like probably it's, I've kind of even blacked it out now, but, um, you know, once I realized that things were going to be fine, I mean, no, not fine, but like, challenging, but okay. Um, things like return to normal, but like th there was definitely a week or two in the very beginning where like, I think I was pretty manically like, you know what I mean? Like I ordered a fucking Toto washlet, uh, not Toto, uh, a tushy, like, cause I'm like toilet paper is going to run out. We got to get, you know, I got to keep our assholes clean. And like, you know what I mean? Like I bought like, <laughs> like I went crazy. Oh, sorry. I bought like number 10 yeah. cans of like green beans. And like, if you need green beans, bro, I got you hooked up on like <laughs> fucking green beans nice. for years. Um, nice. So, you know that, and then, um, you know, a couple, a couple of little things here or there, but no, I mean, um, I've been pretty good. I think, um, I think different for my wife. She, she's, she's pregnant right now. And so, this is not a good disease to have, uh, while you're pregnant. She had a friend, um, that luckily was far enough along in her pregnancy that the baby survived, but they had to emergency C-section cut the baby out. Um, because, uh, what happens with this virus is it's, it's not a respiratory thing. It's a blood vessel thing. So it like, even though, even if you intubate somebody, they, they literally can't get oxygen out of the blood, like their body isn't able to take the oxygen out of the, out of their blood. And a baby does the same thing. A baby is like a little parasite that's sucking oxygen out of, out of your blood. So they had to take the baby out to save the mom because the baby was sucking oxygen out and her body wasn't able, you know, the, the COVID was, was not letting oxygen come in. So we're just like hyper aware of that. And I, you know, I don't know. My wife is obviously like a lot more we're, we're like our fucking compound is locked down, you know, um, because of that shit, we would probably, if we didn't have that going on, we would probably be a little bit more chill about stuff. But I know that that's like, um, anyway, that's been a stress. Uh, tell me about your dark days. Oh, um, yeah. So I don't want to go into detail with this, but we had like a really, 
I told you about this in in private. Um, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me still? Yeah. You can hear me still? Okay, you were cutting out for a second. Yeah, we uh, right, right, I mean, at the exact same time COVID was breaking, we had a pretty pretty big health scare with one of our kids yeah. that lasted, um, you know, lasted about two months, just us trying to figure out what was wrong. Um, that's about as much as I, I, I'll say, but, uh, yeah. so that was so at, at the, at the, that was so much on my mind. That was 98% of my bandwidth and 2% of my bandwidth was COVID. It's like, yeah, you know, when, when the healthier children, you know, when, when, the, when that's just superseded everything in my life, you know? So those were the darkest days of my entire life. Um, it was such a roller coaster because one day it would be like, oh, looks, you know, that we get a call from a doctor. Oh, it's not what we thought it was. It's this. And that's like, I'm the happiest dude on planet Earth that's ever lived. And then three days later, you get a call. It's like, ah, uh, well, it might be this. And then it's the darkest day of your life. Then three days later, you get a call from a doctor. Okay, so we ruled that out. Looks like it's this. Good news. Yay. And it's like, okay, I'm the happiest dude that's ever walked Earth, blah, blah. That roller coaster ride lasted a long time. Um, finally, you know, we figured out what it was totally manageable. Everything's good. And then it wasn't until then where I even thought about the pandemic, like truly, you know, like really, really, really sat down and processed, processed it. And, um, I don't know, dude, I'm determined to flip this whole shit upside down and use it to my advantage, uh, with story of the year. You know, with this YouTube channel, I'm I'm doing um, just being creative in general. I'm I'm like determined, and and not only that, like as hokey as it sounds, I've just really trying to use this time to just suck up as much time with my kids. Like we've just been doing weird shit that we'd never do. Me like, too. It's so great, right? Like my wife hates dude, me talking like, about how great uh, it is, but it's great spending that time with your kids. You know. Well, dude, like I like you. Uh, you a couple minutes ago, you were talking about being a horse, like with blinders on. Yeah. I've, I have fought that, like not fought it, but like, you know, once I had children, I, I just, I, I had to force myself to slow down, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like one of the luckiest people ever, like being, an, uh, you know, in the music industry and being a freelance creative person is so up and down and it can be so stressful and it's like just riddled with uncertainty. It's a weird way to live, but, um, Dude, it's the best. And I'm like so lucky that I love what I do that I wake up and it's just like within two minutes, I'm like, I can't wait to, I can't wait to get to work today. Like I fucking can't wait to do shit today, you know? Yeah. And I have a tendency to have those blinders on and just go, 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 go. And even when I stop, I'm lying in bed and I'm thinking about, I, it just, it doesn't turn off, you know? Yeah. So when I had kids, it's like training myself to be still, training myself to slow down, training myself to just clock out for lack of a better word. Um, and this quarantine has just been like a forced clock out. Like, all right, first of all, I have a whole different perspective of like how temporary things, like how fragile our whole society, our whole infrastructure, our whole like human experience, like truly how fragile it is, you know, like this shit could all go away tomorrow. Like a comic could fucking, an asteroid could hit us tomorrow. Like there's a hundred things that could happen tomorrow and this could all be over. It's like, it's so fragile that I'm just like, I spent, you know, the first like month, two months, just, 
you know, trying to stay creative, but like just really engaging with my kids and just doing different shit. Like I, like we're just rethinking about how we do everything. Like I would make my kids like this. I, you know, I put a shouldn't say this. I don't want to get in trouble. Like I'd <laughs> get a ladder out, I'd get a ladder out and make my kids get on the roof with me. Yeah. And like, we'd watch the sunset. Like I'd, I'd bring a beer up there and just, we'd just sit up there and watch sunset on top of our roof. If they fall off, they could fucking die. But I was super careful about it, you know? And sure. Um, there's just a hundred other things like that. I won't bore you with it. Like we just have done different. And that's been the biggest blessing of all is just, all right, like I'm going to just slow down and just be a human and just engage with these kids. And that's, that's been awesome. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just, I'm determined to flip this on its head. Um, some days it's hard to get motivated. Some days it's just like, fuck man. I just, I just want to go on a photo shoot. Like I just want to shoot. Yeah. You know, I just need to make some money. I just want to be out in the world working. Right. Um, some days that's hard, but I don't know, dude, like, I don't know. It's been the worst. Like I can honestly say that it's been the worst year of my life, but God, dude, I'm, I still feel pretty damn good. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's still pretty, yeah. It's know, like, dude. it's still pretty great to be alive. I mean, if you really think about it, you're it's, like, you know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our quarantine, it's like, you know, especially in the beginning, it's, you know, like my, you know, you're talking about your wife, like my wife fully freaked out, um, yeah. like fully, fully fucking freaked out. And it's like, you know, we got into arguments about it, you know, it's just like, dude, we're being asked to stay home and watch Netflix right. and fucking eat pizza right? and drink beer and just like, you know, like, I, I, like if you live in New York City and, in, in, you know, Manhattan, in March and April and you're living in a 300 square foot apartment and you can't leave, especially if you're single. Oh my God. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. That's the worst. Like that's the short of dying. That's the worst. But <laughs> where we live in the Midwest, we have yards, we have parks and shit. Like we're set up. Dude. Yeah. I know it's, it really takes worse. We're, yeah. we're set up. Yeah. You really have to like go, you know, my heart goes out to people that aren't in the situation, you know, that, that makes it easy. But, um, I don't know. Is it really that fucking hard? You know, it's hard because you know what's been taken away. <laughs> yeah. But like, if you were just told, like, if you write it down on paper and you're like, uh, it's going to be a hundred degrees out and it's going to be fucking 65 in my house. Uh, I'm going to be watching uh, <laughs> unlimited shows yeah. on Apple TV plus and Disney plus and all <laughs> Hey, by the way, uh, movies now, you can just watch them right at your house. You don't have to go to the movie theater. Uh, you know, like yeah. all this like shit, like everybody else pivoting to make stuff work. It, it, it is, um, I don't know. I, I definitely still am depressed about stuff and like sad, you know, and at the same time, it's like, uh, shit's pretty chill right now. Um, you know, like, I, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. So yeah. Um, can I tell you to, do you have Disney you plus? Think, oh, go ahead. Hold on, I was going to say, do you think part of that? your ability to kind of keep it light and stay for the most part, pretty calm. Do you think that's because you don't watch the news all day or partly because of that? Yeah. Um, for sure. Like when, when Trump got elected, uh, I stopped, I used to have CNN on and I, <laughs> and I would do yeah. I would, it was just oh. like, you know, CNN is just this like, you know, uh, orgy of, uh, of like great stuff that's going on with the democratic party. You know, this is a thing too, yeah. that I didn't realize like how fucking biased CNN is like CNN is just as bullshit as, as Fox, but they're on my side. So yeah. I like them. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> you know, like when Obama was God, doing dude. it, it was like great. And then like literally with, Within like like the next day, 
I was just like, I can't read this shit or I'm going to kill myself. So I just took CNN off, off of yeah. my fucking thing. And I feel like that, uh, insulated me for what, you know, like for, for now, like I, I'm just used to not reading the news. It's so weird. Cause I used to, my wife would be like, I used to listen to NPR every morning. And like, my wife would be like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, how do you have time to stay up? And I'm like, dude, it's just fucking listen to it. It's easy. You know now, like, like you said, yeah. I know the main, I know the major points, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. My bandwidth is, is not yeah. there. Yeah. I, I feel like I have the exact same story. Yeah. Um, Trump wins. I'm like, Oh God, I can't, I just, I got to take a break from this stuff. And then you realize you're mentally calmer, yeah, clearer, happier, happier. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, well, okay. So, cause I mean, I was like you, uh, I would have CNN on, on just on a continuous loop. I'm editing photos. I'm writing music, whatever. Like it was just on in the background. Yeah. Cause you your know? team's winning. So you um, just have cheerleaders talking about how, uh, how fucking great it is that you're winning. You yeah, know? yeah. 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 So, I, so I had that on all the time and like, I was really into politics too, you know, and a bit of a hypocrite. Cause like I, you know, I lived in my echo chamber a little bit, like watching John Stewart and Colbert and real time with Bill Maher. And like, so, you know, like I can be a hypocrite, like in my echo chamber, but, um, well, that, yeah, I, I do starting. feel really bad for it. one thing that all this has done is given me perspective on how hard it probably was for Republicans that hated Obama to have to just live with him for eight years. Cause I know how fucking hard <laughs> it is for me to have to live with yeah, Trump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, I yeah. feel bad. Like, Oh, that, that does, it does suck when your guy is not, uh, is not running the show, you know? Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And like, well, a, th- a funny thing happened to me is that like I went from being just super informed, really, you know, politically aware right, to just like, all right, for my own mental health, I just have to like way, way just take a break from this shit. And then I realized taking a break from it, it's like, wow, everything in my life is better when I just <laughs> don't watch the news all day. Yeah. And, then, and then a couple of years goes by and I don't I just. I, I listen to podcasts and just every once in a while, you know, I still watch Bill Maher, whatever. Um, but then like a couple of years goes by, like every year goes by, I'm less and less. And at the same time, in terms of politics, I start to really feel like, holy shit, like the whole system, like, yeah. what about, like, what about being a human being is super black and white? Like everything about, like you think about, okay, everything about being a human, like we, we evolved. Have you ever read Sapiens? Yeah. Well, I mean, I listened to it, but. Okay. Well, you know how like, uh, like long story, incredibly short, like we evolved to have these giant brains and to be like the dominant species on planet earth because we could tell stories. We could make up a story called law. We can make up a story called religion. Like law doesn't exist. How dare you? Well, I'm just saying, like, think about if every human, know, dis- if, every, if every human being disappeared from the earth right now, there'd still be trees, there'd still be mountains, there'd still be rocks, there'd still be animals, whatever. But if every human being disappeared, there's no law, there's no, there's no religion, there's no math. Like, there's you know, these are not math, but like, there's these are just stories that we tell ourselves, right? Yeah. Marriage, it's a story we tell ourselves. Sure. Uh, so, like, I started thinking, like. Damn, like politics, the whole idea of like every thought you have has to either go in a blue bucket or a red bucket. You might not be 
you might not be thinking 100% clearly. If every thought can fit perfectly and tightly and just to this one camp or this other, there has to be some kind of nuance. There has to be some kind of middle ground where you can go, oh, I can kind of see that idea. Oh, yeah, I'm super blue, but this this, this idea, like I can at least understand why people – you start to find the nuance in that and just like the more I realize that like holy shit, like a lot of politics is just corrosive to your brain. Yep. A lot of this shit is just theater and it's just stupid and in a hundred years from now, there won't be a two-party system. There'll be some kind of like tribe of wise people, some council <laughs> of like elders, some council. There won't be a, just a president and they're like – Yeah. I don't know. That's a whole other thing. But um, I realized all that and then I just – and then COVID hits and I'm just like, all right, I'm done with this shit altogether. And I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite. I feel a little, a little bit ignorant. Maybe I'm not doing my civic duty, but at the same time, uh, I am just a healthier, happier person just being kind of blissfully <laughs> unplugged from mainstream news, you know? Yeah. One thing that the last election cycle um, that I really thought about a lot um, was, oh, I had a teacher like an old teacher from high school that I ran into. And she was like, uh, she was like, you know, donating her time on behalf of Obama to, to reelect Obama, you know? Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, so not the last, the, the cycle before whatever, fucking eight years ago. Um, and I ran into her and she's like, Hey, how have you been? She's like, so, um, are you, um, are you donating your time for Obama? Or she said some shit like that, you know, like <laughs> how are you helping yeah. Obama basically? And I was like, Bitch, Obama doesn't need my help. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like on the national scale, my help, unless I dedicated my whole fucking life to it. And even then wouldn't do anything. And honestly, whatever happens, like very, very small chance that that actually impacts me here in St. Louis. You know, I'm like, if I'm going to spend any of my time doing anything political, anything, anything at all, it's like on a local level, like, if mm-hmm. I can make, so that's kind of like what I try. Plus, you know, when you go to vote, like, you don't, you know, there's like all these like judges and fucking city councilmen. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't, you probably don't know anything about any of those people. You're just like, well, I know that I'm going to vote for Obama or I'm going to vote for, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm-hmm. am I really civically engaged? Cause I listened to a thousand hours about how, about reaffirming why I'm a Democrat, you know? Instead of like yeah, yeah, learning yeah. about like what pieces of shit are running our local government, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like how to unseat those people or what kind of foxes are trying to get in and pretend that they're one thing. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we've had some fucking interesting choices in governors here and fucking, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, a lot of nasty people get in and like, I think it's like, I think it's our duty really to like worry about local stuff. Mm-hmm. more than it is. I mean, national stuff too, but I feel like you kind of already know where you stand on that. It's like, so I don't know, not that I really have been practicing this in the last couple months, but yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the, like the primaries are coming up. Um, I don't know. It's, but I'm with you too. Like where I just think it's all such bullshit. I think like Biden being our fucking choice for, for a Democrat is like insane. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the strategy. Like I don't, I, and like, here's the strategy just, there. He, he, he pulls well, 
So they think that he's our best chance and they know that he's going to die or be, you know, declared incompetent. And then they're just hoping that whatever his running mate is like, like he's got to like, they probably have already primed him on that. They're like, Mm -hmm. Hey Joe, are you like, there's like one hour in the day where he's lucid and they can talk to him and be (laughs) like, you know, this is the plan, right? Like we're going to get like a rock star female person that couldn't get elected because sexism is real. And uh, and she'll just, and that'll be like the cheat code for the first woman president ever (laughs) will be. Yeah. We had to have an old white guy. <laughs> like, Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. It's cynical, but I think it's real. You know, I don't know. No, dude, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's a daily battle to like, not let myself be overly cynical. Cause yeah, I don't know, man. Like, again, I was so politically aware and just, I knew my shit it's like I was so into it and I just these days I just I don't know it just can be so corrosive to your overall well-being and I feel like a total hypocrite and I feel sometimes feel myself getting uh <laughs> jaded with it and I don't know man it's I I don't understand the strategy behind Biden I don't understand a lot of things anymore and sometimes I just have to fucking stop trying to understand it and just laugh and just go, well, I know which way I'm going to vote. I'm going to educate myself as much as I can on the local level, be as proactive as I can on the local level. Cause I a hundred percent agree with you, man. Like this shit starts in our backyard. Yeah. You know, it starts in your neighborhood. It starts in your town. Uh, I think that's why, dude, I think that's a lot. Why um, I'm assuming you saw like, the killer Mike, like his, a lot oh, of his yeah. love him. Yeah. Dude. I think that's why it resonates so strongly with so many people because that's he's saying it in a way that makes sense to regular people. It's like, Oh shit. Like I do have this power. I can inform myself what's happening in my backyard and in my neighborhood on the local level. And I can make a difference. And so my politics, I'm with you. Like I've definitely tried to educate more of myself in that way without trying to get too um, (laughs) jaded and just bummed out. And uh, yeah, I don't know, dude, but as far as like national politics and the 24 hour news cycle and all that stuff, like that stuff is, it's not even in my periphery. It's just not even in my life at this point. Yeah. If I'm listening to NPR, if I'm listening to uh radio lab and they bring something up or whatever, then, then I hear about it. Or if I, you know, talk to my mother-in-law and she talks about it or whatever, like that's the only way I find out about shit, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. And it's, yeah, I think the bandwidth thing is like a great analogy or like thing of, yeah, you you only have so much to think about. I mean, I think about this all the time, like um, right now trying to get work um, that, you know, I have all these opportunities to do these like music videos and stuff, um, which like don't pay very well, but like they're so, they film, they fill me up in in such a different way creatively, you know? Yeah. And, um, And I just have to remind myself that like, I can't just do music videos because like beyond not getting paid, it's like all the time that happens before then thinking about it, it fills your bandwidth up. And like, I'm just, instead of thinking about like, Oh, I could hit this person up and see if I could shoot a little thing or, you know what I mean? Like at some point, and it's really fucked up and sad to say, but like, I got a little nut here at the house I got to cover. And like, Mm -hmm. and so, you know, part of my duty as like a husband and a father is like, uh, doing shitty work and like using some of that bandwidth to think of like boring ass jobs I could get, uh, you know, which like 
don't fill me up creatively at all. But like, so it's a weird, it's a weird balance. And when, and when you think about things in that terms, it's like, the fuck do I get from following news? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, dude. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, uh, I could talk on this point all God damn day, dude. But what you said, like stuff that fills you up creatively, I feel like the darkest times in my life, the hardest times in my life, being creative and, you know, writing songs and taking like that's that's what's kind of I'm not going to be as dramatic to, as to say it's like saved me from like the edge or anything like that. But it's like it's what's pulled me out of ruts. Yeah, it's what's like pulled me from like entering like a full blown funk. Yeah, dude, that I mean, I, I have the same battles where I have to do shit that I don't really want to do, like like photo jobs that like a won't make it to my portfolio. B, I won't post on Instagram, right. but it's just to. Make be a money. husband and a father and yeah. yeah, just to make money. But like, I will say, you know, just like, okay, just like, um, like depression, like a, a feedback loop with being depressed. Like I'm so bummed out. Like this starts a feedback loop where I, I you know, I can't get off the couch. I can't get off the couch cause I'm depressed and I can't get off. I, I'm depressed cause I can't get off the couch and it's this right. feedback loop, you know, but that can also work. The opposite, it all could, it all could also can work in a very positive way where like I'm feeling in a funk, whatever. It's like, I force myself, like literally force myself. All right. I'm going to pick up my camera. I'm going to pick up uh, some tools or I'm going to pick up my guitar and I'm going to make something. Even if I'm not even feeling inspired or motivated, I'm going to make something. And then all of a sudden you start to get this momentum and you write this amazing riff or like, I'll just go out on my motorcycle and take this cool photo right when the sun's coming up, it's just like, even if no, no one else sees it, it's like, Oh, the juices are flowing. It's like, damn, I feel good about this. All right. You know what? Now I'm feeling good, dude. You know what? I go home. I smack my wife's ass and kiss her. Like we like 20 year olds do, you know? And it's yeah. like, ah, I did that. Cause I'm feeling, and then I feel good about that. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to go write some music. And then this feedback loop starts happening. It's like, damn, that song's fucking awesome. I'm feeling good. So now I'm gonna go to the farmer's bar and get a bunch of good food. And yeah. I cook that good food. And then like, damn, my body feels great. And I just, everything just feels great. I'm going to go like play with my kids. And then like you start getting all inspired and then put the kids to bed and I'm going to write more music. And you just, this feedback loop happens. And if you can keep that going day in and day out, month after month, year after year, all of a sudden you just go, damn, I'm a happy motherfucker. Like, I'm just like, things are good, you know? And that's what you said about like getting the creative juices. Like that is so key to my human experience and the way my I'm wired and the life I live that even if it's a shit job or it's something that's not even a job, it's something I'm doing for myself. That's what's gotten me out of, that's what will carry me through this pandemic and quarantine more than anything is just being creative. And sometimes even if you're not motivated, just forcing yourself to fucking clock in. Yeah. I'm just going to clock in and it might, it might be the, I might write nothing and it might just be like, blah, or I might all of a sudden play something that's goes that, that all of a sudden that that's there's a little spark and it lights a fire and that fire lights a fucking goddamn forest fire in my spirit, you know? Yeah. And so creativity is just, it's been like, it's gotten me through every dark period in my life. This included, you know, that's beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, John Feldman did, did this thing that when I first saw him doing it, um, I thought it was really lame. 
And then I've grown, <laughs> I've grown to think it's like really awesome though. You know, he like, and I think he talked about it. I heard him talk about it somewhere. Like he says, he has this mantra. I love my life. Right. And he says it. And when he was on Instagram, every Instagram thing, he'd be like, I love my life. And I'm like, Oh God, this is painful. Yeah. yeah. But then when I, yeah. when I heard him talk about it, like basically he talked about, he's like in a low spot in his life. He had to like move to like out of like downtown and into like the Valley in LA and like was just, things weren't going well. And he was super fucking depressed. And like, he basically like, I don't know, talked to some guru or something that said like, you got to just say this every yeah. day, even if you know, and yeah. so he talks about it. He's like, I say it even if I don't believe it. And then I was like, Oh, that is kind of cool. Like if you can just that little thing of like saying that something positive can like be, like you said, can break that feedback loop. And start mm-hmm, yeah. to move things in that forward thing that then pick up and like start. I mean, mm-hmm. and I know, uh, I know that that's true with like, just like with your whole day. I feel it like if I don't work out in the morning, there's a lot better chance that I'm eating fucking Cheetos for lunch. <laughs> and yeah. if I eat Cheetos for lunch, there's a lot better chance that I'm going to have to like uh, play some video games or take a nap. And if I play some video games or take a nap, there's a lot better chance I'm going to yeah, yeah. not feel like making the rounds. On, you know what I mean? Like just putting the time in. And it's like if you start the morning with something positive, like mm-hmm. just moving your body, then it's like that's a big one for me is like if I eat, <laughs> it just goes so hard in either way. If I don't work out, I'm eating like shit. I'm like, we're getting pizza yeah. for lunch, baby. And if you have pizza for lunch, why aren't you having <laughs> fucking burgers for dinner? And we got to pour some ice cream on top of it at the uh, end of yeah. the night, you know? So <laughs> it, it, it can definitely quickly go like either way, like, uh, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. There's no judgment yeah. right now for whatever gets you through in, in, uh, in COVID times, you know what I mean? Like just do you, but, uh, I'm definitely, I've swung I've swung far on the not exercising and eating shitty thing. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. about to swing back the other way. Although I'll say this, uh, man, I do feel like, um, and maybe it, shit's going to change in the winter, but like I go on like six or eight walks a day. Like <laughs> there's nothing else to do, but walk around the neighborhood with my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we're like great. playing tennis now and fucking learning how to, yeah. my like three-year-old almost knows how to ride a bike with no training wheels. Like just out of oh, pure wow. fucking boredom, you know, like, yeah, like, so I don't know. That's been cool. But, um, but yeah, um, yeah, dude, the, 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 Fel- the, the Feldman thing, I remember talking with him about that, like actually in person, like talking to him about that. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to that. Like it, I'm with you. Like there's part of me that's like, it's it a sounds little fucking stupid. <laughs> no, I, I, it's like, it's a little inauthentic. Like right. if you're feeling bummed, like, you know, like I, I maybe don't post the opposite. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. the but at the same time, I do see the merit in publicly making yourself accountable. Just like me posting that YouTube video, yes. it's like, all right, now now I'm fucking committed. If you post, I love my life. You're accountable, so you better love your life. You know, right. like yeah. in a very like remedial, dumb way, but still, like I think there's some merit to that, like sense of accountability, like publicly professing you're going to do something. So. I don't know. There maybe there's something to that. I don't know. I remember talking to him about that though. And, um, I mean, he's yeah, still he's, fucking doing it. So it's working for him. You know what I mean? Like he definitely doesn't seem like somebody that, that wastes time doing shit that doesn't work. So he's found out no, no, that no. it works, you know? So no, it's funny too. And, and I'm, I'm not in any way, shape or form, like saying anything he wouldn't say publicly, mm-hmm. but he, he, he's full blown AA for like 20 years. Like, 
Yeah. There's a certain personality type that with those people in uh, that kind of mind, that, that kind of people with brains wired that way, like they have a tendency to just go full, like in, instead of alcohol, they get kind of addicted to something else. Yeah. They get kind of a, that energy goes somewhere. And for him, it goes towards like, um, just being like crazy prolific at writing songs and, you know, just having this certain kind of lifestyle that I love my, like he just takes that energy from one place, one pot and puts it into another plot pot, you know, yep. which is way the fuck better than living on a street corner doing heroin, you know? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think there's something to all that, you know? Um, I don't know, dude, this whole, this whole, um, thing, it's quarantine, this whole pandemic. And just when you start to really think about it, it's like, I think we are all just naive, like we're naive, like, oh, this will only be a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. And then summer will happen. And I think everyone thought when businesses opened everyone back to work, like it would just magically disappear. Yeah. And I think it's kind of swinging back the other way where people are realizing like, oh my God, we could be in this, this, we're going to be in this for a while. Like this is, this might be two years. This might be, right. who knows how long this is going to take, you know? So I think it's awesome that you're a able to have work to feed your family and stay busy. And I think it's cool that instead of just like, you know, spiraling, you know, into a pit of despair, you're doing shit like taking your kids for walks and figuring out things to shoot. Like I've seen you post stuff that you should got in your garage and you're doing stuff to stay creative and just even talking to you right now I don't like I feel like you have a kind of a lightness in your in in, in your in, in your being you know and yeah. that's that's rad dude that's rad because god damn it's tough right now you know well yeah and I this is my advice to anybody just from um from why we're talking right now like I mean I have no reason to do the fucking podcast right now like you know other than connection you know, that's the one thing mm -hmm. that I think we're all suffering from a lot is like, unless you're one of these fucking monsters out there that's just going to, you know, bars and partying and shit, then you're, you're doing all right on the connection thing. But for those of us that are taking this shit, you know, relatively seriously, um, I just haven't, it's been hard to like take time to like talk to people, you know, and like, and mm -hmm. to really be connected and like, and present and like, not kind of like, you know, I'll talk to somebody on the phone, but I'm like working on work or whatever. Like, so like, um, yeah. it's been really good just, you know this little episode, like, you know, face to face talking to you, you know, just like bullshitting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had Corey Smale came over to the garage the other day and, uh, just, you know, sat 20 feet away and we just hung out for an hour. He brought <laughs> me, look at this. Hold on. Can, yeah. you, can you see up there? Can you see the stag? Oh, it's too bright. He brought me a, fucking, yeah, I can't see it. He brought me a stag neon. One of the last ones. Oh, cool. It's so nice, dope, dude. But like that's awesome. seeing him, like we talked about it. We texted after, after he came by, like, it both filled our cups so much just to see each other, you know, cause I hadn't seen him for like a fucking month. Um, so I don't know. That's what I'm telling myself. These podcasts are going to be for the next foreseeable future is like, cause I thought, you know, I've been so bad about every, every episode. I'm like, bro, I'm coming back every week. You'll see me next week. And then it's like a, <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah, week yeah. or two passes, but like, um, I still have to figure out the the technical side of stuff to, to get it honed in. But like, I, I think just selfishly, I just need it for myself to like, you know, talk to mm -hmm. Ryan, see Ryan. He's, he's going to set aside an hour and 13 minutes for me. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I hope that that helps people. Like it's, it's definitely like something that you're like, it's not a necessity like to live, but then for long enough, it starts to feel like there's a hole mm -hmm. you know, if you're not like seeing your friends. So, well, dude, and there's 
oh my God, like there's so much science behind, like, dude, we're, we are like tribal animals. We need to be in groups. Like we, like when you touch somebody, you hug somebody, your body like releases oxytocin, like dopamine, like there's like legitimate science behind all of this. Like we are not meant to be isolated like this. Like we're just not. And some people, it's easier for some people. It's a lot easier for me than my wife. Cause I'm, uh, while I'm a huge fucking spaz, like I'm kind of an introverted dude. Like I spend a lot of time just like in my own world playing music or doing whatever. Like I'm, you know, I do like tons of bike rides and runs and shit. Like I like to do them by myself and just kind of zone out. And, yeah. uh, my wife is just like this super social, like crazy, uh, extroverted person. I'm tend to be more introverted. So it's a lot easier for me than her, but like, God, dude, I, I miss just like, like if I would have walked into your studio right now, we'd do a big hug and what's up, dude. Like, I can't tell, I can't tell you how much I miss even saying it right now. <laughs> like I just kind of feel myself sink a little bit. It's like, God, I just missed that. Yeah. You know, I missed it. We're, we're social animals, dude. We're, we're meant to touch each other and hug and high five and, and fuck each other. We're yeah. meant to do all this. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to buy a real doll. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I could just yeah. put your face on it and then, <laughs> and I'll give you a big hug, you know? Yeah. You um, know what I'm trying to figure out? What? I'm trying to figure out how we can go record a new album safely. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really like, I probably maybe shouldn't even be talking about this right now, but I'm just going to like think out loud. Like, yeah. like, is it irresponsible like, like say we go record in LA with a certain producer. Like, is it responsible for me to be like flying back and forth from LA? Like, well, here's what it is. And again, you know, I only have two medical degrees. So, uh, <laughs> I think, so we, my, my wife and I are talking about the same sort of thing, not with <laughs> recording yeah. albums, but it's like, you have to have kind of a quarantined, um, like a quarantine, you know, of like, if we're, safe if we're practicing safe sex and you're practicing safe sex we can all have sex without condoms on and mm-hmm. um and so i think that like yeah maybe flying is not <laughs> flying doesn't seem like a great thing but like we should we should get each other's wives pregnant <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, no. uh, i right. don't i'm sorry um i could yeah my wife's not able to get pregnant right now. So, um, I bet I could do it. I could do it. <laughs> they're like the doctors like delivering my like nine month old baby. And they're like, there seems to be like a two month old baby in there too. Kind of just <laughs> a separate sack and he's shredding guitar. Uh, oh God, that's funny. No, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't think it would be responsible for you to like fly to and from back and forth, like record some stuff, come back. But like, if you like, you know, if you rented like an Airbnb and you flew in and you guys all just were like, one of us might get COVID, but we're, we're going to go like live together in this place. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and you just like, I think the problem is like all the travel, you know, it's like if you do it and then you like lock down and then you guys just like live together for like a month and a half while you're recording, yeah. then you have no exposure. I mean, beyond that initial, you know, like week of like, uh, is one of us, you know, going to get it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then like, and then, you know, there's been talk of signing another record deal and I just, I don't want to do it. Like, I just don't want to do it. 
Now doesn't seem album. like the time, right? Because no, because what the fuck do no. the record labels know that you don't know? You know what I mean? Like they don't have a well. Well, like okay, we're. I know this is a little inside baseball, but you know, if you sign a deal, you're only making money if you tour. Right. When can you tour again? To where it's going to be like it was pre-COVID. It might be five years. Years. <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah. It might. When? When is it? When? Oh God. Yeah. When? When is that realistic? So, I just think it's just all the more reason. It just seems crazy right now to sign a record deal. Um, yeah. So that being said, that being said, unless like we, you know, like how do we fund it? Is it a weird time to crowdfund it? Is it like all this stuff is just we're just navigating this right now as we speak, you know, just trying to figure all that out because, dude, now is the time to release music. I know you can't tour to support an album, but people want a distraction. People want music like I want music. I want Deftones to put on another album yesterday, dude. Like I want Thrice to put on a new album tomorrow. Like I not just as a fan, I want music right now you know yeah and we have so much shit ready to go and i just don't know the best way to do it that's responsible and realistic and let me tell you all stuff figured out if i was in your band this is what i would do Um, let's hear it a i wouldn't be playing any instruments but b i would be booking i would be doing live here's here's a microcosm of it you book a show i'm basically i would just do a code orange is doing right now um you you have a show like a live stream, right? But the live yeah, we're, stream, we're we're putting that together right now. Okay, so you so you, ahead, sorry. So you have the live stream show, but you don't have one. I mean, you have like a whole series of shows, right? And they all have their mm-hmm. own different like branding. You take shit like mm-hmm. way more seriously than like you know. Oh, it's another show. Like it has like a whole spin to it. Like, you know, like maybe each mm-hmm. one. But anyway, then you have like merch that's just for that one event. And then maybe you have mm-hmm. like an artist that you have, like, you know what I mean? Like you find a special artist, like everybody's hurting right now. So people are like willing to do, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you just build these like little experiences that like, you know what I mean? Like a couple of them are going to miss, but like maybe one hits big and you know what I mean? Like, and you cater to all these different, like you do like just some Japanese shit, you know what I mean? And just the fucking Australian, like you really make things like, I don't know. I, I think that I'm a hundred percent with you. I don't think that I don't think record labels know what the fuck to do unless you're like one of like, you know what I mean? Like Taylor Swift will probably be fine. Like the label will figure a way to make shit yeah, make sense for her. Yeah, but yeah. like, like smaller bands, I feel like, um, they're, you guys are going to figure out what works best for you. And like, and a label is just going to be in the way for that. Plus, you know, like you guys are obviously like have notoriety that like, you'll be able to get any of those little pieces if you need distribution or you need whatever yeah, like, yeah. You, you can get all that shit yourself. So like, uh, you know, and like just knowing Adam, like Adam's such a fucking creative, like, you know, has this, he's just like so smart about stuff. Um, Adam, the bass player in your band, uh, like you guys will think of, cool ways to do cool shit like patreon stuff and like mm. yeah fuck a label man like i would just make i i think it would just be so cool to have like all these special things that um you know i don't know mm-hmm. yeah no i'm i'm totally with you we just we just have we're in the process right now of figuring all the live streams so we can i think we held out just you know we had to reschedule some shows and then we had to reschedule them again and now i just who knows if they're even going to happen. I think we were all just kind of 
wishfully thinking that yeah. um, we would be able by this fall we'd be able to like get back to playing shows and whatnot. But who knows if that's a reality? Um, probably not. So I think now we're just starting to go. Okay, well, we have to rethink about how you know how we're going to do this. So yeah, yeah, we're in the process of figuring all that shit out. But uh, dude, that's some great ideas though. I just, After this podcast, I want. Yeah. yeah, let's talk more. Let's let's end it right here. Yeah. Uh cuz okay. we yeah. we're going to do like a 30 minute podcast and we're at a 121, which is I love uh we always have more to talk Dude, about every, than time to do it. <laughs> I know because even our phone calls are like that. Like our phone calls say, "Hey, this you got 2 minutes?" Yeah. <laughs> uh 29 minutes later, we're still talking. <laughs> Uh, about shit that has nothing that has nothing to do with our original i know i know i don't know all right that's uh, why you're one of my favorite you're you're one of my favorite dudes to talk to man i love talking to you too man well let's let's keep talking after this let me wrap this up uh he's uh oh new instagram handle uh what's your instagram handle i forget fuck i forgot too i'm serious story of the year i am running oh go ahead i am I I am sorry. I am Ryan Phillips. That's the only social media I do. At I am Ryan Phillips on Instagram. You can see him there. Um he'll he, the Patreon's not up yet, right? You're still working on getting all that set up. Yeah, dude, I want to make sure I got it all got it all right. I've been filming videos. I, I like I'm waiting until I have a bunch in the bag. Yeah. Just to make sure you got it's content. something. Yeah. Well, and just to make sure that like it's good. Like I'm not putting shit out. Like I'm not trying to just put it out to just make money. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to make sure it deserves to be out in the ether, you know? So I'm filming stuff, making sure that it's, uh, it's legit. And then I'll, then I'll do it. So hopefully in the next two weeks. Cool. You no. Know? Well, all right. So Kay. follow on Instagram. Go ahead. What? Go ahead. You were going to say something. I fucking hate these calls. What were you going to say? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was going to say anything. Okay, good. Uh, all right. Thanks for being okay. here, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week, maybe. <laughs> and uh, all right, let's take the intro out. See you next week.